How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it on WEEI. Yeah, I, mean, I would still put starting pitching, um, you know, at, at the top. Didn't want to be paralyzed by becoming singularly focused on starting pitching that we let an opportunity to improve the the longer term outlook for the team pass us by. But with that set, I think we can, you know, kind of continue to uh, to, to scour the, the starting pitching market, both in free agency and, and through trade. That was Craig Breslow after the Chris Sale trade to the Atlanta Braves. That brought Von Grissom here to the uh, Boston Red Sox, who, by the way, fun fact for you, if you didn't know, Von Grissom hit his first career home run right here at Fenway earlier this year, right over the Green Monster, so comes back here. He's a, a talented infield prospect. We've also seen... Craig Breslow make a move and sign Lucas Giolito to a two-year, $38.5 million contract. There's like a club option for a third year in there, according to Jeff Passan. And the 38.5 could become, I think it's 41 or 40.5 with incentives on innings pitched and stuff like that. So all that contract language for you. Um, but regardless, Red Sox are making moves. It's not, you know. Someone's alive. Sh- yep. Yeah, they're, they're not awake. Shohei Otani. It's not uh, Yamamoto. But, like, there's a pulse here. It's no longer the kings of interest. They've actually done something. Hey, yeah. I mean, <laughs> terrific. They, I mean, the, the, I mean, this Giolito thing does nothing for me. Nothing? Does nothing. Not even, nothing. doesn't move the needle I mean, I would say the only thing it does for me, what's interesting, is they shed a pitcher that was, you know, routinely injured in Chris Sale. Yep. And they get a guy that was described as, what, the ultimate innings accumulator or something like that? I mean, a guy that's accumulated innings he pitches a lot of innings so he's i i he's not going to be hurt i wouldn't think um when in reality giolito doesn't even eat that many innings like okay, i think fine. i think the most in his career was this past season at 184 prior to that he hadn't even reached 180 okay well he's somewhere generally though to his credit consistently in the 160 to 170 area I mean, is this like a Drew Pomeranz type of situation? I, I just I think a little bit better than all right, that. Whatever. He he gives up home runs. <laughs> he strikes out a million he batters, but he does right, give up I, a ton of home runs. I just you got to give me more than that. You got to show. I mean, he shouldn't be. I, if he's the number two, I don't feel good. If he's the number four, I feel better. Um, you know, ideally, I mean, look, the the sale thing I'm for, so I'm for that. 
Yeah. Diolito does nothing for me. It showed me that they were active and doing something, but I've seen too many deals that were just blah leading into this one. I mean, yeah. all the things they've done in the past, the pictures they've gotten in the past, blah, blah, blah. Nothing exciting, <laughs> nothing that I can get fired up about yeah. to this point, and this certainly isn't one of them. So I was poised to get excited about a deal. I'm happy they actually did something, but I'm not excited about this. This doesn't excite me at all. It's the same Red Sox as of now. As of now. Yeah, I get that. And and for me, I was just like, I'm happy it's a, ste- it's a step in the right direction for me, right? It's not, at least we're not taking four steps backwards, right? They trade Chris Sale, a guy who's always injured, bring in another infield prospect. Okay, you're loading up on prospects here. You have to, there has to be another shoe to drop. There has to be. It's a nice, it's a step in the process, but it's like, Okay, I got a million things I got to do today, so now I'm going to get up and out of bed. Yeah, but, like, it's better than Heim Bloom sitting here and spending $5 million on some no-name, some pitcher you've never heard of. Like, at least you know who Lucas Giolito sure, is. Give it a shot. Like, give it a shot. He was an all-star in 2019. Yeah. You know, like, give him a shot, and maybe he finds a little rhythm here or whatever, and it yep. works out. Now, I'm good with that, but I just, based on where we were and where they're trying to go, I need more than that. Now, the sale thing I liked more than the Giolito thing. Not that I, I'm in love with Vaughn Grisham, but yeah. this wasn't going anywhere. The sale thing yeah, had run was its course. You needed to shed the team of that energy, of that cult, like whatever it was, the expectations that everybody always sort of had that he was going to come back. Oh, baby, it's sale day. There we go. No, it's not going to happen. No more of those. Um, you know, he sh- and the Braves, to their credit, they're in a better position to absorb somebody like that. And, hey, maybe it works out. Or maybe yeah. he has a stretch where – He's productive, or we put him in the pool, but I don't know what they're going to do, but they're just more equipped to deal with him. This at least says to me, all right, it was a little bit bold. You know, he had been here a long time. He had the, you know, you maybe wanted to see one more time if it could work, if he was healthy. Nope, get him out. It's bold. You try to make a move, and now you bring in a guy that he's a middle infielder. You have middle infielders down on the farm, so what could that lead to? Could that lead to anything else, another deal, another trade? Well, so that's kind of what I'm hoping for, and, and you heard Craig Breslow there in the cut we played coming in uh, talk about how starting pitching for them is still a priority. Yeah, they signed Lucas Giolito, but they moved on from Chris Sales, so they still need to attack the starting pitching market, which I think is absolutely the biggest need for this team. You need better starting pitching. You need more of it. Uh, and And so I'm hoping, and again, this is – me just hoping and praying that we're not dealing with Heim Bloom all over again. Heim Bloom 2.0. And, and Craig Breslow is actually going to move on from some of those prospects. He's not going to treat them with kid gloves. He's not going to hold on to them like they're bars of gold. Yeah. He's actually going to deal them. Because as Lou Merloni has pointed out on Twitter multiple times, like who remembers what you gave up for good players? Nobody. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, when you traded for Josh Beckett and Mike Lowell, it didn't matter that you gave up Hanley Ramirez. It didn't because you got guys that were good and awesome and helped you win a, a World Series. So at the end of the day, make a move that's going to make you better. More often than not, that prospect doesn't even pan out. Or yeah, even Moncada. in the Chris Sale trade. Yeah, yeah you traded Yoan Moncada. Like, was Sale great? No, he was pretty good at times, but, like, he wasn't great. He probably didn't deserve that contract you gave him. But, like, nobody gives a rat's ass about Yoan Moncada. Or yeah. in the Adrian Gonzalez trade, you traded, I'm pretty sure you traded, like, pro- catcher prospect Casey Kelly. When was, last time, cares? when was the last time they traded a prospect that really burned them? And I'm sure there was a time that I just can't remember. Jeff Bagwell? Like, I don't I don't know. Hanley Ramirez? That guy, I mean, like, well, he was no, good. He was good, but like you said, it, it, they won that. They yeah, they won the trade. They won the, I mean, he was the MVP, and Beckett was as good as anybody's ever been, arguably, in a playoff run for the Red Sox. So, I, I'm for that. You now have Vaughn Grisham. 
who could make Nick York expendable. I don't know who you're going to. Yeah, or he could be expendable. He could just be a piece that comes in that you eventually ship out anyways. Or, and this is why I like this. I think you have to keep him for a couple months. And they have control over him for a while. But this is why I like this. And not that it's going to happen, but I do like this thought where if you get a player like that, that's a guy that came up in another organization that maybe, you know, he's not proven at the major league level. But I'm going to give you a couple other names that I'm not going to say are similar, but were, were brought into the major leagues by another organization, but flourished with a second team. How about the guy that just kind of showed out in the World Series, Adolis Garcia? He was originally of the Cardinals. Cardinals send him to the to the Rangers, and now he's flourished. Same goes for Randy Rosarena. He was a Cardinals player. The card I forget if he was drafted or signed or whatever, but he was in the Cardinals organization. Goes to Tampa, explodes a couple of years ago, had a million home runs in the playoffs. Jordan Alvarez, Dodgers prospect. Dodgers need bullpen help. They trade Jordan Alvarez for whoever. And they get, you know, the the Astros get Alvarez, who is mini Big Poppy. So this move was sort of like, sort of. Again, it has to work, and you never know if it's going to be that necessarily. But it was a guy that hadn't yet flourished at the major league level that you get from another organization who comes here, and maybe it's somebody that can actually do something. Yeah, it's just, I'm hoping that this is an omen of what is to come. That Craig Breslow is not afraid to make deals. That he's not a, afraid to spend some of the capital that Heim Bloom was so diligently building up, because you cannot in Major League Baseball you cannot win by just building a farm system. That's not how it works. You have to spend at some point, whether it's legitimate cash or it's legitimate capital. You have to spend one way or the other and infuse a team with young talent that can be here for a long long run and then free agents and trades that have played in the played in the majors, have experience, have playoff experience and can be leaders in that clubhouse. Well, especially when you're the Red Sox. Yes, you're the freaking hey, hey, Red wait, Sox. Wait, you, not only have you had the money, so you have the money, you have the ability to do that, but you also or an organization that how many guys have you cultivated from the minor leagues that were pitchers? I can legitimately count them on one hand. I mean, if you want to call Clay Buckholtz, one of them, fine. Fine. Okay. John Lester. Who am I? Who else? Who am I forgetting? I don't know. Who else? <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of another guy. It was, it's pathetic. I mean, get somebody out of the farm that could contribute. How about the guys on your roster currently, like Tanner Houck? Well, I mean, Bayo would count as a guy Bayo that counts. I'm interested in. I, he hasn't done anything yet. But but, like, I, but when you look at you're right. Like, look at you went and acquired Pedro Martinez. You go and acquire right. Kurt Schilling. You go and acquire Josh Beckett. Yeah. You you go and get guys like that. Even guys that were, I mean, John Lackey was acquired. He wasn't Nate Evaldi. Yeah. yeah like, Dice K. Yeah. It's just, you have to go and find guys. Yeah. You, prospects, not, honestly, baseball, there's so many prospects. Nine times out of 10, they don't work out. Not every prospect is is Xander Bogarts or a Mookie Betts. Like it's just that's not how it works. The odds are not in your favor. So you need to spend capital in order to make your team. And like you said, you're the effing Boston Red Sox. Like there used to be times where you and the Yankees would do nothing but spend money and you would just go back and forth spending more money than any team in baseball. And now you're you're acting like you're the Oakland Athletics and you can't spend a dollar. Prior to that Giolito deal, you had spent a million dollars in free agency while the L.A. Dodgers had spent over a billion dollars. 
You need more than just spending. You need more than just superstars. You you need a, a team with chemistry and role players and all those things because we've seen that. How far did the Angels get with Trout and Otani? And how, you know, some of these other the 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 Nationals lose Bryce Harper and win the World Series. You know, those examples are all over the place. I mean, yep. even the, the Astros, they lost uh, George Springer. They lost Carlos Correa. They still won a World Series. But you also need that star power. I mean, you also need to sign a guy. I mean, look at what Texas did. Was it Corey Seager? He was their MVP, the World Series MVP. And Nathan, was, Nathan Avaldi Nathan was Avaldi. awesome Those for are them. big, big moves that help them win. So you have to be able to do both, like you said. Yeah, there has to be a little bit of both. There has to be a balance. Uh, you cannot simply be a farm system team. Just not how it works. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. We've talked Pats, BCs, Red Sox. Everything is on the table here in the final hour of Shime and Dondero. But right now, Mark Dondero is going to get you caught up with what's trending. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we're right back to weei i'm an alligator i'm a mama papa coming for you i'm the space Shyman Dundero back here with you on Sports uh, WEI, Boston Sports Original. This uh, Michigan-Alabama game is starting very interesting already. 
three and out, or Michigan drives a little bit, has to punt it away. Alabama, almost threw an interception. On almost the first threw an interception play. on yep. the first pass. Alabama three and out gets sacked like twice, and then on the punt, the Michigan punt returner just yeah, basic mistakes muffs the punt. Alabama has the ball in plus territory already. I, I mean, nerves I'm sure are part of this. Yeah, I, sure. It's sort of going the way I thought. I thought it would be more of a defensive kind of thing. I don't think either off either quarterback is very dynamic. Um, even though it's college football, so they can open up at any point. So you never know. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a grind right now. We'll see if Alabama – I think Alabama has some of the side athleticism, the SEC, I don't know. Um, but Michigan, it could be their year. Like you said, they, they have that edge, that, that – um, all the things that have gone against them, all the all the haters out there, maybe that could bring them up. So it should be a good game. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how this pans out. I'm not a huge J.J. McCarthy guy. I I don't get the hype. I feel like it's very, you know, Mac Jonesian, very A.J. McCarronian. It just doesn't. I don't see it. I don't get it. Isn't it um, amazing to kind of look at? And maybe I'm not. I, we got to analyze it more. But look at a guy like J.J. McCarthy. He's getting some hype. I don't yep. know whether he's where he's expected to be drafted mm, late first early second late at first, least right early now. second so isn't it amazing you hear about that and this hype associated with jj mccarthy hmm. and then you look back at what tom brady did and you're like i'm sorry am i missing like why was he a sixth i mean when he did he didn't run fast but with he what he did in that offense during that era winning the games he won bringing them back some of the big performance i'll never understand why he didn't go higher well, than the six. I think all I think a lot of it is is the Michigan program wasn't exactly the same as it is now. It's not They just won the championship. Yeah, it, and also didn't Brady lose his job to Drew that's Henson? A big thing. That's a big thing. Henson was a big thing. Yeah, and so They're trying to replace him. Like it's just I don't know. It, it, it it's I mean, hard. It's hard. I I also think that NFL scouts well, there's a lot more of them now, right? There's a lot more of the uh, media scouts. There's a lot more of just general draft players, coverage yeah. and and, nas- and college football coverage uh, nationally to the point where it's like no player kind of goes unrecognized. Yeah. Like even uh, Cam Ward, I think he's like the Washington State quarterback, uh, declared for the draft. Like, ooh, all of a sudden people are like, ooh, got to check out Cam Ward tape. And so, you know, even the Joe Schmoes like myself who just, you know, are draft fans and like to watch tape on the quarterback. Yeah. Everybody on the planet's doing it now. And so I think it's just I think it's a bigger thing and there's just more noise with the social media and all that stuff than when Brady was there. And so sure. you know, if Brady was in college now, maybe it might be a little different. Maybe people would recognize how good he was then. But I also think that's part of what drove him to be so good in the NFL, right? Sure. Is he was constantly overlooked and constantly losing his job and and not winning and and then all of a sudden he found himself in the right spot at the right time. It's crazy that I mean JJ McCarthy, you watch him play, he's all right, but yeah. I you never think like he's gonna be the next thing in the NFL. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, months ago he he was like the number three quarterback on a lot of people's big boards. It was weird. But, like, I would rather take a shot on a guy like Michael Penix who has crazy arm talent but has a little bit questionable medical history than a guy like J.J. McCarthy. Like, it's just – Yeah, I, I would do that too. I would definitely do that too. Um, Penix is old. You know, he's going to be like, what, 24, 25? But then again, so is Jaden Daniels. Crazy Jaden Daniels fact for you. I don't know if you know this. Wait, how uh, old is Daniels? He's old. Is he older? So old that he threw a touchdown pass in college to Brandon Ayuk. Really? Yes, who has established himself as one of the uh, top targets on the San Francisco 49ers. Huh. 
Uh, yeah, that was back in 2019 at Arizona State. Wow. Yeah. So Jaden Daniels also old, but Bo Nix also oh, all well, these. Bo, uh, yeah. It's I all the it's all Auburn. the it's all the COVID, right. COVID quarterbacks. Yeah. They're all old just because of eligibility and staying in college and and all that stuff. So uh, a lot of these guys are a lot older than normal, but that's another reason why people are so into Drake May and Caleb Williams. They're not quite as old. They're still supremely talented. Um, I'm curious. So. Would you be ever interested? I know you really want the Patriots to find the quarterback because that's what matters most. It's building around the quarterback. A lot of people don't love Drake May and Caleb Williams for whatever reason. I don't know. Can't explain it to you. But would you hate, say the Patriots beat the Jets, they're sitting at like five or six. Would you hate taking like an offensive tackle or – uh, Malik neighbors and then trying to grab a guy like Michael Penix at the trading back into the first round or at the beginning of the second round? I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't like it. I, okay. I, I'm not in on Penix. I, I respect what he's been able to do and he's grinding through in there. And, and I'll tell you what, maybe ask me that question tomorrow or after this, because I, after the he, Texas if game he plays and wins a big game. And I see, I like what I see in this type of spot. That would be different. And yeah, I like if he comes out different. and throws for 350 and four touchdowns and against Texas, you're going to be like, okay. Forget about the stats. I'm looking at what I see. Yeah. How does he handle himself under pressure? How does he handle himself when there's adversity? If his team gets down, is he leading? Is he like What type of plays is he making? What type yeah. of throws is he making on third and long decisions? All those different things. I would be even more impressed. Um, so that would be – that's why I'm glad he's at least in the playoff and at least one of the four teams – with an actual quarterback that I can get interested in is in the in the playoff. Now, where do you stand on the idea? Because Ken Laird was badgering me with this idea yesterday uh, on uh, WEI Football Sunday. Yeah. Where would you stand on the idea of getting like a veteran quarterback in here for New England? So a guy like Baker Mayfield, a guy someone? like Kirk. Yeah, you could probably, yeah, you'd still draft somebody, but maybe not until the second, third round. So it's not. You're not, you know, you don't have a first quarterback talent, but you have a young quarterback in the building that might take some reps. But ideally, starting next season would be your Baker Mayfield, your Kirk Cousins, your I don't know, someone like that. Did you get Marvin Harrison? Uh, with your top pick, yeah. Say you get Marvin Harrison. Okay, again, I don't hate it as much if you get Marvin. Look, so yeah, say say you have pick three. Yep. You're like, screw it, I don't care about the quarterbacks. I want Marvin Harrison. You take Marvin Harrison and then you sign Baker Mayfield. I'd be okay. I, I wouldn't love it. Um. I'd be okay. I'd be able to say, okay, they did something. They they drafted a player at one of the most important positions in sports. Yep. He is the can't-miss guy. Yep. And they're at a better place. They have a legitimate number where or at least will be a one receiver. So that's, yep. that's good. So I'd be for that, but that's not my preference at all. And I'm just going to read real quick what uh, what – Tim Hasselbeck had to say, and I trust Tim Hasselbeck because he went to my high school. Uh, and I just trust Tim Hasselbeck. I think all three of them are ridiculously talented. He's talking about Drake May. He's talking about um, – I actually don't know. Oh, he's talking about Penix, Drake May, and Caleb Williams. He said all three of them are ridiculously talented. I think when people sit down and talk to Drake May, I think that it's going to look like there's nothing wrong with him. He's going to be a better pro than college player. His size, his athleticism, the way he moves to me, he's already in a class physically talented, also size, ability, the way he sees things to Herbert, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. So, okay, I'll take that under consideration. That is why, though, I want, and part of this is just fandom. I want the excitement of a young prospect at quarterback. I mean, this is when I got into the Patriots when they drafted Drew Bledsoe. Well, look at look at what it's doing in Houston. There is a oh, ton yeah. of excitement around the Texans because C.J. Stroud is bleeping awesome. 
But I also think you need a, a, a fresh start, a new culture, and I think getting a new quarterback like that will help with that if you get the new coach. you got to get the new coach, too. Yeah, and I think that's a, a big part of it. Uh, we're, we're talking about the Patriots and the, the, and the draft right here with Shyman Dondero here on WEI, but I, I look at it, and if Bill Belichick does stay, if you know guys like Wiggy and Fourier are right, he's not going anywhere, he's here for another year, I think there's a higher likelihood that and this is like worst case scenario for me that they draft a tackle. Oh, after trading down. Uh, no, they don't even trade down. Okay. It's just like four, five, six. Yeah. They draft Olu Fashanu out of Penn State or yeah. Joe Olt out of Notre Dame, and they sign a guy like Baker Mayfield. And Bill's like, all right, I got a veteran established quarterback in here who I think is pretty good, former first round pick. I got a legit left tackle to replace Trent Brown, who's now out of my building. Get him the hell away from this team. My defense is going to be good. They're going to be healthy. I get Judon and Gonzalez back, and Jabril Peppers will be here, and all these guys. He's like, all right, we're a playoff team again. And and that's that's what I worry because I feel like that's the most likely scenario if Bill Belichick stays. Probably. You're probably right. I Could you imagine, though? See, this is, oh, again, though, why. If, fans would riot. I think a lot of fans would, like, riot. The worst thing would be taking the tackle. And again, oh, can you imagine the New England Patriots select offensive lineman Olu Fashanu of Penn State? I don't know what I would do or how I would react. I mean, especially if, say, Jaden Daniels was on the board. And I'm not even in love with him. But what I do know is that you could have as good of an offensive line as, as you could have in the league. And what does that get you? Dallas, the Cowboys, six years ago, five, seven years ago. Where did that ever Detroit, get? Detroit, like two years ago. They had a great ago? offensive line. They were awesome. Got them nowhere. Why? Because you never had the dynamic quarterback. Oh. I need the quarterback. I have to keep trying. Like I'll mm. sacrifice the rest of the draft if I can get the quarterback. Because if you you could have the whole team assembled, and unless but unless you have the quarterback, you're probably going to come up short. Even if you're a team like the 49ers, they still haven't won. Yeah, I mean, you look what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. They had the best roster in football. They still lose. And a good quarterback. Not a yeah. great quarterback. He was good. And they still lost. Why? Because Mahomes is that much better. So <sighs> you've got to find a way to do that. I do think if they bring Bill back, yeah, he'd want that stability. He, he'd try to get the tackle. I, I I don't know how he feels about any of these quarterbacks. I just can't. He just never does what I want him to do. No, never. Simple as that. Well, even this past year. I was in here for the uh, the draft, the WEI draft show on the Rich Keith yeah. program with Keith and Fitzy and Hart. And when they traded down from 14, all of us collectively lost our minds. We were like, "What are we doing? Why were you? Why would you do this? There's a tackle on the board right there for you to take. You could also take Christian Gonzalez. You could also take Zay Flowers. There's so many options. What are you doing? And then they ended up taking one of the guys that we wanted, anyways. But like. It was it, he never just does it easy. It's never easy with Bill Belichick, uh, especially in the draft, because then you get years where you're picking twenty second. You trade out of that pick. You let the Chiefs take Trent McDuffie. Uh, yeah, well, there goes Jermaine Johnson. Could have had him. He's having a good year for the Jets. Uh, a couple other players you could have had. Nope, we're gonna take Cole Strange out of UT Chattanooga. Oh God, I just don't know. I, again. We've done this. We've played this game. We've done yeah. this dance. We know where we are. It's time. Again, it doesn't have to be so explosive or with such animosity. It's been 23 years. It has, not an opinion, it has gotten a lot worse since Brady left, and there's no indication that it's going to get better. 
you just play the odds. It's not going to get better to that extent with Bill Belichick. Just t- it's time. They've been awful this year. He's older. It's it's just do it. It's time. It's okay. It doesn't need to be you're so disrespectful. It's just I would just have a sometimes sp- relationships run their course. Or not even the real relationship doesn't have to end. Just this partnership professionally yeah. has to end. And that's what's run its course. Yeah, and I think that's fair, and I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think it's just it's time for the Patriots to move in a new direction and get a fresh set of minds in here and a fresh perspective. Um uh I got a tweet from good old Ranger Rick here. Ranger Rick. Yeah, go. Ranger Rick, I wanted to ask. Uh so assuming the Patriots bring in a young quarterback, yep. uh first round quarterback, wh- whoever it is. Would you be uh, into the idea of the Patriots signing Joe Flacco as the backup in case anything goes wrong and to provide, you know, guidance and leadership? Yeah. Why not? If you get the quarterback, if you get the young guy in here, I- I'll bring him in, let him compete for the st- – I mean, that's not a guy that's been here. That's not a guy that's going to in any way be a part of the future, but he could add some good wisdom and, and tutelage. And-, and if your young quarterback gets hurt, it's a guy that you know is capable to step in and – do he's a something. professional. Yeah, he's one. I, I think I would be for that. Definitely, I'm not a, against. It. I think if you yeah, if you're drafting a guy like Drake May, I think it's that that's a great idea. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe that's the case. I think Bailey Zappi has officially played himself into the Patriots backup quarterback role. Uh, I think he deserves to be a backup quarterback in football. Like sure. I don't think he's great. He's not good. Um, but like he's competent. He's not a complete putz. And, and you know, with some of the other. Qu- quarterbacks we've seen in football like i would rather have bailey zappy in a game than tyson bajan yeah i don't know who that is uh he started a couple games for the chicago bears this year he was a d2 quarterback out of shepherd shepherd yes exactly so it's like you you know i I would rather have bailey zappy starting than jaron hall who started last night for the minnesota vikings out of byu Mm. no yeah he's comp i mean he could go in there and, you know, not be pathetic all the time. Yeah, exactly. He's He has his moments. He's yeah, got, I mean, as Cadillac said yesterday, he has, a, he has some moxie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> going forward, though, when you look at this Patriots offense, I think Bailey Zappi will be here as the backup quarterback. Is there anybody else on the offense that you feel like has to be here going forward. You, you've got to, yes. I mean, not that I'm in love with Pop Douglas. I thought he had a disappointing drop yesterday. He didn't come back to the ball. He could have come. But he, I would have been throwing to him. I would have been featuring him yeah. way more this year. That's a guy that I'm going to try to, you know, get the ball to. And, and Scott, he, man, he's he can move in the he, open yeah, field. Yeah, he's good. He can get open. He's got a knack. Look, let's keep it simple. When they threw him the ball, okay, Good things usually happen. There was Generally. usually a better situation unfolding than not. Yep. I, I, that they need more players like that. Where 100%. good things happen. I mean, that was the genesis of Brady, right? When he started, it's like you couldn't figure out why he didn't look more dynamic than Drew Bledsoe necessarily. He didn't look more athletic, or was it like he was jumping out of the gym or something. But it was just like good things happen. He was just a great distributor. Yeah, he put the ball in the hands of the guys that were going to make plays. He put the ball in the hands of the guys that were going to make plays. He wouldn't turn it over. It wasn't a disaster. Like there was no disasters, no bad sacks. It was just you could. It, it wasn't because he was jumping over linebackers and running and scoring, throwing at eighty yards. Yeah, it was just good things were happening and, and bad things weren't happening. I feel like there's a little bit of that. So I'd be for Pop Douglas having a bigger impact. Okay, are there any other guys on this offense, on offense that you want to I mean, keep Stevenson's around? Stevenson's a good player. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I would not want to keep him around, um, but 
how many guys have really gotten better. I, I, I'd like David Andrews to stick around if he can. Yeah, he's he's. this is probably one of his worst seasons as a pro, but he is a – I mean, if Belichick's here, he'll stick around. He's a Belichick guy, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of what he'll do. He, you know, took less money. He'll stay here. I, I just – okay, uh, what about Mike Onwenu? Do you want Mike Onwenu to come back? Are you going to pay him? I mean, it depends on what the market is. Is he, Are they going to do one of those things where they let him go test the market, and then if he comes back, they might entertain it? Like, I'd yeah. be probably for that in this situation. Look, they need a quarterback, okay? So <laughs> it, it's nice to – yes, I'd like to have him back if you could have it because that's a lineman, and you don't want to start over necessarily completely Entirely. on the line. So that would be a guy I prioritize. Um, well, but, well, you have Cole Strange. You, know? uh, you have Cole Strange. <laughs> if you have – I mean – there's nobody that I'm banging on the table to bring back. Like, it's I, just Bob Douglas. I, well, I think that's a guy they need to feature more. Yeah. They need to make him a part because they just need playmakers. Nobody that can make a play. Yeah, they need an entire overhaul on offense. It's kind of wild because like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, eh. I mean, how many times are they going to run high school plays? That's uh, why some of those arguably. But, that's, but isn't that sometimes more Bill O'Brien than necessarily maybe. what you have on offense? But that's what, but it's a, well, no, yes. Maybe. I don't know. But stop doing it. I'm saying that's in part why he was throwing picks yesterday. Because you throw it into congestion and they're big. Well, that third interception, Zappi throws the ball expecting the receiver to run just like a button hook. Yeah. Just like, turn and look at me because the ball's going to be there. And Jalen Rieger is sprinting down the field like he's running a friggin' post. Oh. I don't know what he was doing, but he was not even close. He didn't even look I, I at mean, Bailey Zappi. It's interesting because overall, this Patriots team does not feel. I, I just feel like they're better than four and twelve. The defense, I agree. that some I agree of the. With. I mean, when you talk about the weapons overall, you talk about. I know there was injuries. Born Hunter Henry, um, even I've like Gisicki, Judon Gonzalez. Gisicki, yeah, Judon. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, Gonzalez, everybody's high on him. I'm not, I'm not, not high on him. Yeah. But like, it was three games, so let's see a little bit more before we start anointing people. Um, with the running backs, they had Elliott Stevenson. They I had a the little bit Zeke's of the played. the guys on. Oh yeah, I've. I mean, they had some guys on the offensive line that were not injured. They had been there a little bit, so you thought they were going to be at least competent there doesn't feel like a four-win team. It feels like they could have been a little bit better. They just never could figure it out. Like, I don't understand why the Steelers game, right, the first qu- the first half, why didn't we see that more often? I'll never understand that. I'm not asking for prolific offense, but why didn't we see that more often? Well, in part because there was a different starting quarterback for 70% of the season. Yeah. Uh, and, but even and I with think- Mac. Well, you hate Mac. But yeah. even with Mac. But, like, even with Mac, like, how many times did you see a game like that? At all, ever. It was like the Buffalo game yeah. and part of the Philly game, maybe. But, I mean, even in that Philly game, he still gave the ball to the other team. Yep. So, it's just like, I think that's one of the big reasons why you didn't see it a lot more this season. Like, if Bailey Zappi started all 17 games this season, are they two wins better? Maybe. Probably. That's about it. Six and so, yeah, maybe they win. I mean, if he could string some good halves together. Because they probably often, beat that yeah. Raiders team. Maybe because at win. the time they were fumbling. Maybe, maybe the game in Germany is different. Yeah, the game in Germany, that Giants game might be different. Like that, that to me. Or those... even was um was was the Chargers game Zappy? I know that was a yeah, rain. So that game. was Zappy's first start. Okay, okay. Uh, so he had he had only had like a week of first team reps. It was really rainy and crappy, but yeah. uh, that was a Zappy game. So if if you just look at the game, Zappy didn't start that you could have won. Probably could have beat the Giants. 
You probably could have beat the Colts in Germany. You probably could have beat the Commanders, who you only lost to by a field right. goal. And you probably could have beat that Raiders team after the 34 nothing blowout to the Saints. Like, that would have been the perfect time to transition to Zappy. And you probably could have beaten that Raiders team. You may not have won the Bills game because, to Max credit, that was, like, the best game he's ever played as a pro. And, unfortunately for him, that's the last win he's ever going to have in the NFL. But, like, you could have probably won two or three more games with Bailey Zappy. This team isn't as bad as... Four and twelve. No, at this point, we're both glad no. they didn't because yeah. I would rather have the draft pick. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to weigh in, everything's on the table as we've talked about all four of the major sports here in Boston so far on Shime and on Darrow taking you up one more segment. That's it. Just one left right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Final segment here on Shime and Thondero right here on Boston Sports Original WEI. And the final drive is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easiest way to get rid of your old car Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Donate now at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We are currently, is it tied right now, correct, Dundero, 7-7? Seven seven? Tied 7-7. Seven seven. I'm not sure if that was a penalty for running into the kicker or not, but good game so far. Perfect. Uh, closing ends or closing minutes of the first quarter, seven to seven. Uh, currently, Michigan responded to the Alabama touchdown with one of their own. You said you had a question for me before we yeah, get out of here. Quick tweet. So, who do you think? This is the question, um, a Celtics-related question. Okay. Who do you think will have the greater legacy in Boston as a Celtic when it's all said and done? Derek White or Rajon Rondo? Mm. I'll go with Derek White. Sort of a toughie because Rondo won a championship. Rondo for a couple of years there, or at least a year, was the man yeah. for a minute. Um, was really good while he was here. He was couldn't per- shoot at all, but, but he, he was a great distributor. He was a distributor, but when he was the man, he found ways to score. His shooting yeah. was never great. He took but, it to the. He just yeah. took it to the hoop. That's why. I, I just. I think that this Celtics team has a chance to win 
couple of titles and not necessarily just one. Mm-hmm. And so I think Derek White will have a more lasting impact on Boston than Rajon Rondo. Rondo was an All Star, I think, yeah. right? He was. In, he made an All Star team. He might have. I I'll double check. Made an All Star team. Um, but it's interesting with those Gordon Hayward comments on whatever podcast it was. The uh, he was talking to Paul George. That team, 2018, 2019, that was loaded, had so many different agendas. This is Hayward talking. This team, I don't feel that way. No. Even though this team is as loaded, you know, just as loaded or almost as loaded, whatever you want to say, it's close. Yep. It does not feel – it feels like the leadership structure is in place. It feels like they are where they need to be from top down, in the right mindset, with the right attitude – Talent is there. It feels like they're locked in and ready to do it. I agree. Yeah, and uh, Rondo was a four-time All-Star. Four-time All-Star. For the okay. 2010 to 2013. Yeah, those were his years. He was also all-defense, like, what was it, one, two, three, four years in a row. He's all-NBA third team one year. So Rondo was really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But I just think lasting impact-wise, I-, I think Derek White will, just because, simply because I think there's a chance that this Celtics team can win multiple compared to what that Celtics and team did. And if they win, it's going to be a huge Part of De- or Derek White's going to have a huge part of Agreed. the reason. At some point, he is going to have a massive shot or yeah. a massive assist or, what he or did a massive like defensive year, play along like the way. Last year, a tip in, you know, something like that yep. along the way. Yeah, a oh, memorable that, that play. play. Awesome. Um, and as good as Ronda was, and he distributed to all those stars that he was playing with, he, he didn't like carry a team to a championship or have this lasting image of him doing something in the finals or something like that where the no. Celtics won. So yeah, I, I would go with Derek White. I also just I love Derek White. I love man. Derek White. He's so he's so easy to like. Oh my god. I think that's I think one of the things I I think there was like part of me that it was like always like, oh Rondo's kinda he seemed kind of like a He's ornery. Yeah, that's a great word yeah. for it. Uh whereas Derek White is just he just seems likable. He's just like, I oh, mean I just want to I just want to win. I'm just like, happy to be here. I'm yep. humbled. I mean all those things. Playing with all these stars. Like I just and he does everything so well. He's just he's just, ah man. It's really hard to come up with a better word. He's just really likable. Yeah. Like it's and I and I love what he brings to this team. Um I thought it was a weird trade at the time when Brad Stevens made it. I don't think that anymore. Uh, I think that was a great trade. Uh, I love the trade. Can and I I'm, just add one more thing just while we're on the air together? Please. I just, it, it, it reminds me, the Celtics now, a little bit of what we saw from the Patriots when their dynasty kicked off, where it was Ooh. Bill Parcells sort of building up a, a core of players that ultimately would be big. Your Ty Laws, your Willie McGinnis. Yes, the, 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 the Teddy Bruskies and yep. Vinatieri. But you needed Belichick to sort of bring it over the, the goal line. You know, Brady and Richard Seymour and some of those free agents that he signed. Obviously, Pete Carroll was in there too, but it was more Belichick complimenting whatever Parcells did. It feels a little bit like that, where I'm not sure if it was all Danny Ainge or all Brad Stevens, they would have been able to do it. Like, I don't know if Stevens would have been able to pull off what he did with with Tatum. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah he for had, sure. But I don't know if Brad, if, if Danny Ainge was going to be able to supplement those pieces like Brad Stevens. Did. Yeah, like so would Danny feels, Ainge have made that trade for Porzingis or Derek White or Drew or Drew Holiday? Right, right. I don't know that he would know. have. And now you you use he cherished draft picks so much. So is the Patriots kind of using what one guy did and then having the other guy bring it over the edge? I'm hoping the Celtics kind of use that same model or execute that same model. I, I really hope so as well because the Celtics team has a lot of promise. Uh, and you know, hopefully we see some changes with the New England Patriots because we. We all want them to be competitive. We all want them to get back to the playoffs, and we all want them to win again. Dundaro, it was a pleasure working pleasure with you, my friend. With you, man. This was fun. It flew was, by. Yeah, oh, yeah. Four hours flew by in no time. Thank you so much for tuning in today uh, with Shime and Dondero. 
Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed your vacation. I know most people back to work tomorrow. It's back to the old, same old, same old. Uh, but thanks again for tuning in today. This has been Shy Man Don Darrell right here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. We'll see you later. See ya. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.